0: Welcome to the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. Today Apostle continues in the faith series that he has been running during our midweek services as he preaches a sermon titled Faith, Our Ultimate Shield. Picking up from last week, Apostle continues to expose the workings of the evil one and how we overcome by faith. So grab your Bibles, your pens, And notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed.
1: What a wonderful evening! What a wonderful evening! Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. I am so excited to reach you in your homes tonight. And I'm here with a word that will change your life forever. And if you did not watch last week's sermon, I would advise you to just uh, follow it on our podcast. Or if you're watching through YouTube or Facebook, you can search for it. But you, you can just search for Apostle Frederick Kaluluma. on your your favorite podcast and you will have it. Let me know how you're doing. I want you to comment. I want you to tell me how you're doing. I want you to tell me how uh, how home is and just let me know how you're doing. I I would like to know. Praise the Lord. Oh glory. Let your glory fill this house, I sing this over your hearts, and let your praises
2: fill our hearts, oh, let each vessel offer up to you the sacrifice of Lift your hands singing and sing it. let your glory fill this house oh, and let your praises fill my
1: chapter number 6 and we're going to start from verse 10 and all the way up to 16 and we are talking about the shield of faith. We are talking about the shield of faith. Praise God. The shield of faith. And so we are being spoken to here and this is what a man of God says. He says, Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, that's interesting. We're being shown that we must take some certain action for us to stand against Satan. And we're being shown what to do. God provides the armor we are the ones to put it on. We are the ones to stand. And then we are told why it says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. You're going a bit too fast. Now, you know, there are times when uh, people have made warfare so people-centered. And the moment that you're going to do that, I know that there are certain human beings who start to cooperate with uh, Satan and start to do certain things. But the moment you're going to make your warfare so people-centered that you forget that there's their principalities, their powers, their rulers of darkness, and all those things, the moment you don't see the bigger picture, you end up struggling a little. Because look, if it's a spirit you're dealing with, and not with a person. Then, and that spirit has been there longer than the person. Then if you want to bring something to an end once and for while, what do you do? with? spirit. And so that's something that we have to learn to do. But let's, let's move on. Otherwise, uh, some may be wondering, principalities, rulers of darkness. The Bible tells us that the world is in darkness. So there are entities, there are spiritual entities that rule this darkness. They set global trends. And then you'll find that principalities are in charge of specific territories and they, in alignment with what the rulers of darkness are setting, they set trends over that locality. And then you'll find uh, you've got powers and rulers and spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Now that's no longer earthbound. Praise God. That's no longer earthbound. And I think I did do a series on this uh, two years ago, where I explained in more detail what some of these things are. But let's continue. In verse 13, the Bible says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand having done all to stand. It says, take up the full armor of God that you may be able to stand on the evil day. That shows you that something. That Lord all days are the same. That shows you that there are some days where Satan launches out against somebody. All God's blazing. And what you do with the armor of God, the interaction that you have with it, determines whether for you it's an evil day or a victorious one. I don't know about you, but every day has been set aside as a day of my victory. Praise God. In verse 14, the Bible says, Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, uh and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Let's go on. Above
2: all, above all, above all, Taking up the shield of faith with which you'll be able to quench
1: all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Above all, there's something you must have. There's a shield you must have. And that's that's what we're going to focus on. It says above all, taking up the shield of faith. There's an instruction I have for parents, for those who've got any younger person that's within your reach start taking time to pray for them the bible shows us in second corinthians 2 verse 11 that at least satan should uh, take advantage of us who are not ignorant of his devices we've seen from the scriptures with what he tried to do with moses we tried he tried to do with uh, jesus with all these destinies that have been aborted all, all over the world we've seen from the scriptures that satan is after the young ones he wants to produce an entire generation remember what the bible says uh, concerning joseph and the Israelites. He says, and then a new king who knew nothing about Joseph. Meaning they were not taught. They were not mentored. Far be it from us. Have you ever read the book of Judges? Have you noticed that in the book of Judges there was a lack of mentorship? How many of you have ever observed that? There was a serious lack of mentorship in the book of Judges. Why am I saying so? Because you'll find one generation will serve God and then it will tell you the next generation was so wicked, and that generation did not Sometimes they wouldn't even know about God and what He did about them in Israel. And if we're not careful, there will be a huge gap because all we've let, all we've done is allow the kids to watch Disney Channel and never done anything to impart this gospel in them. And then the thing is, this is the period where the spirit of the Antichrist. The Antichrist may not have been revealed yet, but scripturally, the spirit of the Antichrist is already working, and things will keep getting worse. In, in terms of the intensity of Satan doing things. In the book of Revelations, entry we showed Satan saying, the Bible says, uh, woe to the earth and its inhabitants, for the devil has come down on you, having great wrath, for he knows his time is short. If his time was short, then how do you think it is now? How do you think it is now? We have to protect the younger ones. How? By ensuring that the word of God is written. them. What else should we do? Take time to intercede for them. Raise up your shield over them. Take time to intercede. Remember, the Bible tells us that the little ones have got an angel. Let's not put. How, what does the Bible tell us about angels? According to Psalm one zero three verse, uh, is it verse twenty? It tells us that angels perform His word. So angels respond to the word of God. Start speaking the word of God over them. I pray you are uh, listen. So now let's. Continue with our ma- main text. It says, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. I want us to really understand this scripture. I want us to, last time, I focused a lot on the wicked one. Today, I'll go to the fiery darts and the shield of faith. So there is a wicked one. And we know he's got his cohorts, He's got the principalities, he's got the powers. And some of these juniors got demons and all that stuff we do know that there is a wicked one. Okay? And he's got fiery darts that he launches out. Now, I want us to understand how Paul is speaking here. Paul wasn't living in our time. For some of us, the only shield we've ever seen is Captain America. And his shield is quite small. Those are not the shields that were talked about in those days. You know, the way warfare was done then is uh, firstly, it was more personal. You know, it was more up close and personal. It wasn't really missiles being launched. You're targeting people. And what would happen is the Romans in that time were, this was the empire that was dominated, okay? And let's not forget that this empire was also in charge of territories such as Israel and the like. Uh, if you remember days of exploits of people such as Alexander the Great and all those people. So now, what used to happen is that a Roman soldier will have an armor to protect him. And also, this armor was meant for offense, and it was also meant for defense. So you'll you notice that uh, there's where you protect yourself from the evil one, and there's where you attack the evil ones. That's the way it would be. Praise God. Somebody say glory. So now, what would happen is this. The first thing is that this soldier had a belt, okay, and this belt was where the shield would rest. It was where the sword would rest. And Scripture we are told to have the belt of truth. That's why I always emphasize in knowing the truth. Because if your belt has a problem, if your truth has a problem, then it means even your faith will have a problem. Because how does faith come? It comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If your truth has a problem, for example, if your truth has a problem, if your truth believes that Or should I say, if your dominant belief is that for you, you are cursed because of who birthed you, you're going to struggle to fight if anything of that sort tries to fight you. Why? Because where will your shield of faith to resist it rest? But if for you what you believe is that because of the second birth, you are blessed, even if a curse tries to fight you, you will fight it from the position of a blessing. Because believers don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. So there is a wicked one. And he does have theory that. And I showed you how he loves to do things. He loves to attack individuals. He loves to attack families. He loves to attack nations. He loves to attack the world at large. Because his time is short. You don't need to do anything to provoke him. Praise God. Of course he's strategic. For example, there are certain people who strategically try to go for because of the influence that they have over others. Like with Moses and with Jesus. That's why you should pray for your pastors. Pray for your leaders. Praise God. I want you to imagine what would happen in a place if somebody's leader is possessed by an evil Spirit. Think about that. Whether it's a political leader, whether it's the leader at work, how do you think it would be? I also want you to imagine if somebody's leader is filled with the Holy Spirit. You see why we must constantly pray. Praise God. So now, Satan has fairy darts, but I was trying to tell you about the Roman soldier. So there's that belt, and of course was the armor. And then based on the person's height and weight, he would have a shield made for him because the shield was not small. The shield would cover the whole body. And that's why the further up you grow spiritually, your shield must increase as well. Because you're going to fight bigger things. You're going to fight greater. There will be greater missiles launched at you. Your shield must be proportional to the place that you see yourself at, spiritually. It must be proportional. Worse off, you are covering other people. You've got other people under you. Oh, my friend, you have to ensure that you've got something that when you do this, even those who are growing in the faith, even those who are getting through a hard time, some of you have watched in the movies where someone wants to attack another person and that person goes and ra- and the other one goes and raises their shield and he protects them both. Praise God. You know that you should do the same, especially if you notice that one of your brethren in the Lord, let's say they are going through a hard time, maybe physically or emotionally or something like that. In that period, they might struggle to pray. Where do you think someone would get space from to pray at a funeral, for example? What must you do? Make sure you intercede for them. Let your shield cover them as well. That's why if you if you if you keep on reading in Ephesians with warfare, doesn't it go? Let, let me show you. Verse 18. Still talking about warfare. After it talks about the sword of uh, the sword of the spirit, uh, in verse 18, please. After it talks about the sword of the spirit, it goes on to say, praying always. With all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end, with all perseverance and supplication, for all saints. have you noticed it goes to intercession? Meaning, warfare is not complete if we don't learn to pray for others. Because it then switches to intercession. And then look at what he goes on to say. And for me. Are you saying that? The very man of God is telling them, warfare is not complete if you don't couple it up with intercession. And then he goes like, pray for me as well. Pray for me as well. What am I trying to say? An army doesn't just defend themselves. An army defends others. You have to learn to defend others. Because if one of your colleagues is brought down, it's the army that's weakened. And scripturally, we are shown that there is a proportional... There is such a proportion which defies mathematics that happens when believers unite. Because when believers unite, one take a thousand, two don't take two thousand. No, two put ten thousand to flight. And for three, we don't even know the number. We don't even know the proportion. Praise God. That's why we must never forget prayers of agreement. We must never forget just uh, corporate praying. Let's never forget that. The shield. Praise God. So this shield was not something small. It was was huge. It was huge. And interesting, let me tell you something interesting about this shield. There would be, there's a part of this shield that would be covered in animal hide. And before a battle, they would dip their shields into water. Why? Because the enemies would not just throw a dart, their dart would have fire. I don't know if I it. remember, but look, here you are, you're in warfare. And then these guys are launching arrows at you. That arrow will have poison and it will have fire. So what these guys would do is that they made their shield in such a way that when the fire comes, the shield will extinguish it. So that you do not know when heat comes. Praise God. The heat does, you don't feel the heat because the shield has got water on it. And and, and you know, if you are a scripture person, you can already tell that... Uh, You have to dip your shield in the water of God's word. You have to keep on constantly meditating on God's word. You can't just meditate on it once. You have to constantly meditate. Praise God. Is somebody getting me? And so that's what would happen. The fiery dark, it would have fire on it. I want you to know something. The Bible clearly shows us that Satan will launch out attacks. He will. Look at Isaiah chapter 54. And look at verse 14. The Bible is prophesying about you and prophesying about me. It says, in righteousness you shall be established. Oh, if you listen to my Sunday simmons, you would would scream on this one. It says, in righteousness you shall be established. And look at this. Look at what
2: it says about you. You shall be far from oppression, for you shall not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near you.
1: You know, um, there are certain things that alarm me sometimes about the body of Christ. I'll make a statement, and it will sound a bit hard, but can I, can I? You know, the script, uh, I, I hear a lot of people say, uh, and please, I have nothing wrong with this statement. I actually endorse it. But if we're not careful, there's a mentality you can produce. You know, I see a lot of check on your strong friends Uh, You never know what they are going through and all that. And it's true. I think it's written in the right spirit, the spirit of brotherly love and checking on others. But sometimes it seems to me that it makes it appear as though every person who you are seeing as strong is just pretending there's (laughs) there's, there's, there's something big that they are keeping behind and every time when they go home, it's a sad story. But We should check on people out of love and even those who are senior to us we should continue to continuously pray for them and all those things. But let's not make it look as though this faith that we've entered is one where every moment we are down. That's not what we have entered. And I can assure you have we had people who are strong who are down? Yes. But look, if your journey is to live instant, just because you are at a pit stop in Kauai doesn't mean you're still not aiming for Livingstone. stone. Praise God. I remember And and you know that some journeys might take longer than others. You might be flying to China and the flight stops in Dubai. No matter what, if you are on a flight that is on its way, you are not supposed to get comfortable in Dubai. I remember when I flew to China, we stopped in Dubai. I couldn't even leave the airport because I didn't have the permission to leave it. So I just stayed there and just felt good about being there. But still, there were other places that we had to pass through. But there was another place which was a final destination. What am I trying to say? Don't stop aiming for perfection. Don't stop aiming for joy. Don't stop aiming for health. Don't stop aiming for the things that God has said about you. Let's not begin a mentality that these things are not possible or as though they are beyond our reach. Let's not begin a mentality. You know, even when we make statements like, Okay, look, it's not possible for a Christian to be possessed, but it's possible for them to be oppressed. We shouldn't make it as though we are saying it's normal for a Christian to be oppressed. I, I don't know if somebody's getting my point. It's not normal. Listen, anything we believe as normal will not change. If it was normal, we would believe in it a alone. That's why if we, if we meet a brother or sister who's experiencing oppression, we must do our utmost best to help them and get them to a place where it's no longer happening anymore because for us, that's not the life God has called us for. Here's the life is called as four. It says in righteousness you shall be established and you shall be far from oppression. I decree and declare in the name of Jesus that you are established in righteousness. And I decree and declare that you are far from oppression for you shall not fear and from terror for it shall not come near you. I decree and declare that that's your life. I hope you've heard Because you know sometimes in trying not to offend others, we, if we're not careful, we can end up reducing what Jesus actually did for us. Praise God. But then it goes on to tell us what will happen despite being established, despite oppression being far from you, despite this terror and the like. Look at what it tells us in verse 15.
2: It says, Indeed, they shall
1: surely assemble, but not because of me. Give me the NIV. It says... If anyone does attack you, it will not be of my doing. But whoever attacks you will surrender to you. So it's not a life that's exempt from attack. But we are being shown the final result of each and every attempted attack. Take me back to the New James. It says, indeed they shall assemble against you. But not because of me. You know, there are certain things which it's clearly an oppression from Satan. And you think this is, this is God behind it. It says, indeed, they shall assemble, but not because of me. No, if I didn't uh, go through that thing, I wouldn't have learned how to pray. There are, there are other ways of learning how to pray. God is just a master opportunist and used that period to teach you how to pray. But there are, there are better ways of learning. There's a better teacher. that teacher is called the Holy Spirit. He says, whoever assembles against you shall fall for your sake. I'm telling you, if any person here, there's been any form of incantation against you, there's been any form of assembling against you, there's been any form of witchcraft, any, any, any form of attack, in the name of Jesus, they fall for your sake. Praise God. Verse 16. And let's not forget the fiery darts. Eh? Let's not forget them. It says, Behold, I've created the blacksmith who blows the coals in the fire, who brings forth an instrument for his work. And I've created the spoiler to destroy. But look at verse 13. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Listen. Weapons will be formed. Fiery darts will be sent at you. But we are being told that all those weapons, there is something, uh, while they were creating the code for those weapons, God's hand wrote on it, shall not prosper.
2: There There is something
1: within it, it's been configured not to prosper. The same way when Satan comes at you, he's been configured to flee from you if you resist him. He's been configured to flee from you if you resist him. Praise God. It says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue which rises in judgment, you shall condemn. It doesn't say God shall condemn it for you. By the way, in case you may not know. It goes on to say, this is the heritage of the servants of God. And their righteousness is from me. <laughs> Where's our righteousness from? Now, we have been shown something interesting here. Weapons will be formed. Weapons shall be formed. But they've been configured not to prosper. And you see, the way scriptures work is as follows. When you study the scriptures, you learn that it's it's all about faith. For example, Joshua was told, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but thou shalt meditate on it day and night, and be careful to do what's in it. So that shows you that when scriptures come, you must meditate and you must do them. And that's how you activate them. Praise God. There is a way to activate them. And so you can clearly tell that when you have faith, and let's say your faith is drawn from Isaiah 54 verse 17, what are you activating? A shield of faith. So I showed you this scripture because I wanted you to know that Satan does have weapons which he lodges against people. For example, he can launch weapons in the thought realm. He can administer. He can suggest thoughts that you should use. Earlier this week, I was listening to Pastor Chollu and he said something very interesting. He said, the mind is a factory. The mind is a factory. And it's a factory of belief. And he went on to say something that really blew my mind. He said, in a factory, it's not all raw materials that you use. You choose some. Similarly, not all thoughts should reach your level of belief system. Decide. Decide which ones to use. So that Satan will suggest thoughts. These thoughts will get you to question God. These thoughts will get you to question who you are. Because remember, before actions come in, their are thoughts. How do we know thoughts are that powerful? Jesus said, if you look at a woman last week, you've committed adultery." He's, he's trying to show you that. Look, look at how powerful the mind is. So he will suggest thoughts. And that's one of the greatest warfares. It's one of the mind. Praise God, we've got great power to demolish strongholds. Kill Abba He will suggest thoughts. What else can he do? You know, he, he gets you to question God. He can get you to question your position in God. Where, when the someone is coming, like, ah, that's for, I'm any Frederick, ah, this part is not for me. I'm telling you. Where, if you see a scripture that talks about, in this world you have trials, somehow you feel that part is for you. It goes on to say, but take good cheer, I've overcome the world. Somehow that part is no longer for you. Praise God. And you know, it's so interesting. I was I was talking to a pastor earlier today and we were discussing, I think we were discussing the topic of giving. And I was saying, uh, I, I, and I was just encouraged and saying, make sure you preach it as it is in the scriptures. As if people shouldn't control us. Why would someone expect us to passionately preach to them that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted, but they don't want us to passionately preach to them about give and shall be given unto you. Good measure praise. Why should we choose which uh, why should we choose which scripture to be passionate with? Praise God. And some believers who are listening to me right now, you need to repent. They are very passionate about scriptures that appeal to a certain side. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. That one you receive it with all your heart. That one you receive it. But when we say you shall run and not grow weary, you shall walk and not faint, somehow there's a problem. Praise God. I hope you are learning. I hope you are growing. Hey, the Bible says, desire the greatest gift. Anyways, let's continue. So, he will launch attacks in your mind. Launch attacks to question your position in God. Satan also launches attacks directly. He can launch an attack directly on a person's body. I, I mean, I'm, you know that people will say, you know, warfare is just in the mind. <laughs> there was a time I went to pray for a certain lady. As you said she was just walking and then it's like she stepped on something. The whole leg just like froze. And she had a stroke or something like that. And her leg was now heavy. I went to pray for her. The leg was heavy. Then her sister came to take care of her. One or two days into the sister taking care of her, she also had the same experience and her leg. way. Well, There was nothing about the mind there. That was just a, a straight out attack. I'm telling you, we must be careful with some of the things we say. You know, sometimes we're like, every warfare, it's, it's just about the mind. That's not true. That's not true. That guy is diabolical. He can launch out a weapon against somebody's body. Suddenly, someone's body is just not functioning the way it's supposed to function. Why? Because what is he scared of? The destiny. Because for the destiny to be uh, uh, achieved, for the destiny to be fulfilled, the person's body needs to be, needs to be okay. You can find, he can launch out an attack on somebody's finances. He can launch out an attack on everything that has to do with the person. How do we know he can launch an attack? Then the Bible tells us how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power that he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. He can launch out an attack against somebody's character. How do we know? Judas. Then the Bible says Satan entered him. After he was given the 30 pieces of silver, didn't he throw them away and go and take his own life? Peter denying Jesus. What did Jesus say? Didn't Jesus say, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat? That shows you that there's a realm of thought that Satan suggested directly. Praise God. Haven't you seen cases where someone's calling is to preach holiness and suddenly they start struggling there? Learn to pray for people. He can launch out, he can straight out launch out an attack against all those things. Against somebody's body, against their destiny. I, I, I know what I'm talking about. I'm, you know, there, there are times you can just tell this is a hindrance from Satan. Have you, uh, do you know? Oh, body of Christ. Praise God. Can I, can I show you a scripture? Are you ready for this? You know, there are times you, there are times you want to just mention it. I, I, I want us to compare two scriptures. First Thessalonians two verse eighteen. You know what's interesting that I've not even gotten to. Uh, I've not even gotten to my scripture, but let's start from Acts sixteen verse six. Then we'll go to First Thessalonians two verse eighteen. Acts sixteen verse six. I want you to see this. Praise God. I think one of these days we need to talk about discernment. Now it says, now when they had gone through Phrygia, Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach in Asia. So why didn't they preach in Asia? The Holy Spirit forbade them. But let's look at 1 Thessalonians 2.18. Was it 1 2.18 which I mentioned? Yeah, 1 Thessalonians 2.18. Therefore, we wanted to come to you, even I, Paul, time and again, but Satan hindered us. That shows you that this time, them not going there was not the Spirit of God. That had nothing to do with God. It was okay in God's will for them to go there, but there was a hindrance from Satan. That's why Paul always asked for prayer. Now, with all these things that I've mentioned, the question is, what must you do? What must you do? Take up the shield of faith. Bravo, take it up. Let me tell you a bit more about the Roman shields. Now remember this. The Roman shields, depending on the type, could protect a good portion of the body. It could protect most part of the body. And it could take blows from arrows. Not only could it take blows from arrows, guess what you could do? You could start pressing forward and pushing back. Are you picturing it in your head? I wish I had a wider stage. I want you to imagine the enemy is coming up to that coming and you just put your shield above you and you start going forward, this side with the sword, this side with the shield. So it's not just for defense, it's for offense. Praise God. And I wonder, I wonder and the saints taking up the shield of faith, saints of the living God, the Bible tells us that our victory is all about our faith. It's all about our faith. Do you know that's why Satan is attacking people's faith? Look at, look at this. Luke 22, verse 31. The Bible says, The Lord said, Simon, that's Luke 22, verse 31. Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you, that he may
2: sift you as wheat. Uh-huh. But I have prayed for you, that what? That your faith should not fail. Imagine that was Jesus' prayer point. Now
1: if, if Jesus, who's God in the flesh, recognizes, ah, right now this guy it seems he's an attack, and he decides to concentrate on the guy's faith. That, shows you, that, that just shows you how powerful faith is when it comes to spiritual warfare. It means, look, look if your faith keeps reducing, what's happening to you? You're exposed. You must have a shield of faith. And that's why this series of teaching has been important. Some of you may never know. It's only in eternity when you know certain things your faith saved you from. Some of you have been in situations where a car was just about to hit. We all don't know what it hit. There's just this shield it hit. And so for me, let me tell you one of the things that I practice. I practice, because I know faith is talkative. I practice speaking. I practice speaking. So you find, I know that my ministry involves a lot of travel. So I speak so many times, in private and in public. I speak about how I'll never be in an accident. I speak about how God, I, I, I declare the protection that's upon my life. Do you know what that does? It means if you're in a position where you're traveling and Satan launches out a weapon against you, what does it hit? A shield. Why well, you've launched the shield in advance. What words have you spoken over your destiny? How many of you have noticed that 2020 has come with a lot of its own things? You know what has has kept you? There are so many words that you spoke. Do you remember all the prayers we've been doing? All the declarations we've been making? What do they do? They form a shield. They form a barricade. And don't forget that scripturally, if words are spoken against you, you're supposed to respond with words. Some of you never know the things that have been said about you. That's why you must learn to have talking sessions, talking, like, like warfare talking sessions where you're now just speaking. You're refuting every negative tongue that has come against you because you may not know it. And, and, and please make sure you're not a person who God uses to bewitch, sorry, not who God uses, a person who Satan uses to bewitch others through through words. Like you just see someone has bought a new car. Hey, these new cars. These are the ones that go in accident. are you kidding me? What are you doing? That's bewitching. The Colossians were bewitched. Wasn't it through words? When Paul asked, Who has bewitched you? That's why every time there has been a judgment against you, refute. In case you think everybody loves you, that's not the case. Not all have faith. Not all are nice. There are some who want to see you fall. The Bible tells us that they shall gather against thee. But whoever gathers against you shall surrender to you for your sake. My friend, do you know? that the spirit of the Antichrist is already in this world. I've told you all those things about Satan, but I want you to hear this. 1 John chapter 4, verse 3. This is the second last scripture for today. The Bible say, tells us something. It says, 1 John chapter 4, verse 3. It says, And every spirit that does not confess Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming, and is now already in the world. The spirit of the Antichrist is already functioning. But then we are told something. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Despite all those things I've told you about the evil one, scripture, guess what? The one that's in you is greater than he that's in the world. So when it says you've overcome them, it's, it's directly referring to the spirit of the hand anti- so you know, sometimes you know, people, people make me laugh. They will say, "No, this thing happened because." I'm trying to put it properly. What am I trying to say? What if today ten people decide to go to a shrine and be with you? Does it have to work scripturally? No. No. We perform the gifts which shall prosper. We've been told actions that we can take in advance. Like people make it seem as if if somebody wicked decides to do something against somebody righteous. then, 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 Then that's it. We should now just be sad because a wicked person has decided to do a wicked thing. My friend, light shines brightest in darkness. The Bible says the light shines in the darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. They will not know what hit them. They they, they don't understand how you're still walking. That day they launched out the biggest of their biggest operations. That night maybe you didn't even pray that much. You you, 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 actually dozed off. They thought this one won't wake up. My Zero five, the person, and that's the day you are the most energetic. Why? Because light shines in darkness and darkness does not comprehend it. Praise God. And these words that I'm speaking, they're shield over you. Now, I want you to hear this. Scripturally, we are already told how to defeat Satan. Do you know that our victory over Satan is not a mystery? It's not a mystery. It's very plain in the scriptures. Look at this.
2: Oh!
1: Listen. First John chapter 5. The evil one has, listen, he's been kicked out of heaven before. He was kicked out already. There is already a way he's configured when it comes to children of God. He's been configured in such a way that when they resist him, he flees. He flees. You know what to flee is it's to run in terror. So we are already shown our victory. This is why I've been teaching faith. After this, I'm thinking you're going to appreciate faith more. First John 5. I want you to look at verse 3. We're being shown something. It says, For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. And His commandments are not burdensome. Somebody says His commandments are not burdensome. Ah, now this now this contradicts anyone whose belief system is the Christian life is hard. It's very hard. That's what the Bible says. You see, the trouble already starts with your belief system. Oh, Father, I thank you because Your commandments are not burdensome, because I've been designed with the capacity to fulfill them, and I believe Your word. Verse 4, what does it go to say? For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. So that shows you that if it's been born of God it's been automatically designed to overcome the world. That's why if that ministry has been born of God it's been automatically designed to overcome the world. That church has been designed to overcome the world. City of the Lord Church has been designed to overcome the world. It's been born of God. That business has been designed to overcome the world. Praise God. You've been designed to overcome. Post-pre-COVID, you've been designed to overcome. Recession, no recession, you've been designed to overcome. It's about who birthed you. And look at what it goes on to say. It shows us clearly what our victory is, and we know scripturally that Satan, uh, the Bible associates him with the world. Look at what it says, scripturally, verse 4, or still in verse 4. It says, and this is the victory that overcomes the world. Look, it doesn't say, go look for the victory. It doesn't say, go on the mountain and pray and ask what the victory is. We are literally shown what is the victory that overcomes the world.
2: It's pointed at, like, it's right here. See, this is a victory that overcomes the world. What is it? Our faith. Woo. Our faith. Verse 5. For who is he
1: who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Now, this shield of faith, we are being told above all to take it up. So, meaning it's not going to go up on it, its own. It's you to take it up. Praise God. And what, what I would tell you is that you must come to a place scripturally, faith is talkative and faith is action. Start talking the things you believe. Stop talking certain things. You hear, oh, cases have gone up. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you activating? And what are you deactivating over your life? If there are people around you, listen, let me just tell you one story. There was a time I, I went for a certain event. I was I think I was in grade eight, and there was an event at another school, and I was at mature boys. And what happened is at the end of the event, I don't know why it used to happen like that. People just wanted to fight. Like I I I don't know why. Like they were just like this is fight. Like guys, let's just um, throw punches at each other and fight to show that we are men. And so I'm wondering what am I gonna do? And then there's this gentleman who was the head prefect. And I hear he's now in police service and he was huge. And he just came and stood and said, All the Madero boys, all the Madero boys stand behind me. Yeah. <laughs> my friend, no one even came to touch, no one laid a finger because we are standing behind someone. Some of you are coming from families where everybody say my two fa, ah, you just started say, Hey, hey, all of you with little faith, if you've got no faith to hold on to, hold on to mine. Come on, stand behind me. Praise mm-hmm. God. Because no plague shall come near your dwelling. Praise God. Praise God. As a body of Christ, we can lift up our shield over this world. You have to activate this shield by speaking. Speak words of faith. Speak words of faith speak words of faith. It's beyond being positive. It's speaking the word of God. The word of God is not not prediction. It's reality. It's spiritual reality. Faith perceiving as real, what is not yet revealed to the senses. What was the last time you just said, today I'm just speaking words into my destiny. Today I'm just speaking words into the next 20 years of my life. Today I'm just speaking words into the next 50 years of my life. What
2: are you doing? You're you're, you're creating a shield. You're Oh my God, I just saw it. It's like you're entering the next year like this. With a shield around you. I don't know if you're getting my point. You're not entering it blindly. You're not entering it exposed. You're entering with a
1: shield. And let's not forget, that shield was constantly dipped in water. Don't stop listening to the word. Oh, I'll end here for the day. Praise God. Praise God. Come on, lift your hands. Oh, glory, 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 glory. And this is the victory. I want us to speak five minutes of destiny. Speak into your destiny. One, two, three. Speak. In the name of Jesus, I am established in righteousness. Oppression is far from me. Depression is far from me.
2: Anxiety is far from me. Sickness is far from me. Oh, theft is far from me. Nothing, I don't lose things. I don't make unnecessary
1: investments. My investments always work poverty is far from me sickness is far from me not even small sicknesses I'm not even getting the ones considered small they are all far from me disappointment is far from me I am getting the desires of my heart for this is a victory that overcomes the
2: world even my faith this is a victory that overcomes Comes the world, even my faith, my mind is preserved, my character is preserved. I will never fall, I will never backslide. Kuraba son takaya, belon takayebo shaka, belun takadebehesunda, belon brotoko sheke, balakashete kenebo, balabrotokolebe, barukutukuyama, belo kotokorebe, balon so kotokoja, becon takabahaya, oh shakotokorebehes. Oh, you are the Lord, that is your name, you never change, you are the I am that I am,
1: Victory that overcomes our faith in you. You are the I am that I am. I am that I am.
2: Let's go. And this is the victory that overcomes. It's our faith in are the I am that I am. I am that I am. The word I am is unlimited. For this is the victory that overcomes. It's our faith in you. We praise you. I am that I am. Oh Jehovah, we bless your name. One more time, let's go. And this is the victory that overcomes. It's our faith in you. You are the I that I am. I am
1: oh. You are victorious. Praise God. How many of you have been blessed to see this? Evening? I want you to share this video again can you imagine how many lives how many generations will change and those in the city of the lord church share this video again imagine how many lives will change how many lives will change if they hear this message at this point i want us to give our offerings and our offerings details are scrolling so you can just probably take a screen grab and then start doing your offering. If you're in the City of the Lord Church group, uh, the details will be posted just now. If you have any inquiries, you can just send us your message. Feel free to give your offerings, your budget pledges, your partnerships, your tithes. You can use those numbers and just communicate. And as you are giving your offerings, uh, the praise team will be leading us in our final song of the day. Now, in Jesus' name, I bless you. I declare you are victorious. Every attack of the enemy against you, we declare that that weapon does not prosper. In Jesus' name. The Lord says, stop looking back. If you keep looking back, listen, if you're driving and you're looking behind, the car will fall off the road. Stop looking back at times where you think it has not worked. Stop looking back. Start looking forward. Start looking forward with the lens of the scriptures. Stop wallowing in regret. Stop saying, I should have done this, I should have done that. No, start doing. Praise God. God bless you all, and I love you all.
0: service I have been so blessed and I know you have been too now wherever you're listening from we would like to hear from you get in touch with us you can reach the city of the Lord Church on 953 75 or 0977-474679 if you are unable to call you can email us on the city of the Lord Zambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Until next time, keep confessing the word of God over your life. Stay blessed.